The one and only English-speaking station in Moscow, 105.3. The latest news now. Moscow's only English-speaking hit music station. Capital FM. News. Britain's Foreign Secretary is to pay an official visit to Moscow on Friday. Russian media citing UK officials say Boris Johnson will meet with his counterpart Sergei Lavrov. The two top diplomats will discuss the situation in Syria, Ukraine, Iran and North Korea. The International Olympic Committee has unveiled a logo under which Russian athletes can compete at the upcoming Winter Games in Pyeongchang, South Korea, under a neutral flag. The IOC wants no Russian tricolor or national emblem on the uniform of the athletes. Instead, the word Olympic athlete from Russia will appear. In early December, the IOC suspended the membership of the Russian Olympic Committee due to an alleged state-backed doping program in the country. A Moscow's Domodedovo airport handled over 2 million passengers last month. That's 5% more than in November 2016. The most popular international destinations were to Dubai, Barcelona, Vienna and Punta Cana, while domestically it was Krasnodar, Ufa, Kaliningrad and Barnaul. The traffic snap-up has reached 9 out of 10 during rush hour. The peak came from 6 to 7 p.m. earlier today. The average for December has been 5 out of 10. And finally, Christmas trees street sellers have opened in Moscow. The capital's authorities say there are over 200 legal points across the city. The head of the Trade and Service Department, Alexei Nimiruk, says anyone caught illegally selling Christmas trees will be fined 10,000 rubles. That's about $170. Companies or organizations will have bigger fines of up to 200,000 rubles or $3,400. Rated 7 out of 10 on Moscow's roads, according to our interactive map. Driving time to Shremetyeva Airport from the city centre is around 75 minutes and about an hour to get back into central Moscow. You'll spend around 70 minutes on your way to and from Demedeva and driving time to Vnukova Airport is just under an hour each way. Five degrees Celsius in Copenhagen, six in Boston, two in Tokyo. Over Cascades, occasional snow showers and up to negative 4 degrees Celsius are expected in Moscow tomorrow. That's about 24 Fahrenheit. This all from you this hour, Dmitry Shulga in the studio. Bye for now. Capital FM, Moscow. The one and only English-speaking station in Moscow. Capital FM. Capital Sports. With Alan Moore. Welcome to Wednesday's Capital Sports here in Moscow's Capital FM. Before he runs away, Dimitri Shulga, I have a question for you. That IPC ban, uh, just refresh my memory again because I have forgotten since earlier on I was in RT. When will they know about the uh, Paralympics? When will they know if they can go? In late January. I cannot remember the date. 28th of January or... And the Paralympics begin on March the 8th. Yeah. So a month. A month. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just still surprised by it because, I mean, if we were discussing uh, there just a, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, these are Paralympians, you know, so they're people who, you know, generally, you know, they have it already tough enough in life and now they're being treated like this again. So, I mean, it looks like Rio all over. Competing for Paralympians is the only thing they have in common, which 
maintains their lives, I would say. And yeah. that's the only thing, and it's been taken away from them. I cannot understand that. I don't understand it myself, because, I mean, here in Russia, like, I mean, it's it's tough enough for, you know, people who are invalids or, you know, disabled in some manner, who, you know, yeah, then they sure. can compete in Paralympics. And they have a chance, you know, they, they have a chance to like, you know, take part of the greater sporting community and so on. I mean, even with the Ab Olympics, for example, which is like a, 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 a Japanese, well, originally a Japanese competition to help uh, people who are disabled, like, you know, blind or deaf or invalid in some way that they can actually take part in the workforce. So basically training them and also for sports as well. So Russia two weeks ago had the biggest ever gathering or biggest ever event, the Ab Olympics in Vidyenka. And now mm -hmm. they're basically told that no, sorry. And there's no evidence yet. There's nothing. No evidence. What yeah. allegations? Nothing. I mean, just, just Russians. That's it. That's I don't it. know. Just Russians. I don't know. I think it's very, very suspect because at the weekend we had Chris Froome, or last week Chris Froome, the cyclist of Tour de France winner, who we've discussed on the show before. Like, he was kind of outed for um, using an inhaler a little bit too much. Uh, then you had yesterday Justin Gatlin getting, you know, sort of uh, drawn into a controversy over mm -hmm. doping as well. Another great sprinter, yeah. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, this decision, if I'm right, it was meant to be out on Friday, correct? For the Paralympics. This decision, the IPC were meant to have the press conference on Friday and they've moved it forward to today. So, I don't know. I don't know, Dimitri. Okay, Dimitri, No sorry. words, no words. I know, I know. I'm stuck. Just, just frustration. Okay, right, we're going to kick off our show. Thank you, Dimitri. Uh, we'll see you at the top of the next hour. So, Yekaterina, welcome. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. Okay, Ali, you're welcome. Yes, hello, I'm here. Yekaterina, do you want to add something to that about the, the Paralympics? Um, you were kind of jumping on me. Um, well, I'm not sure that I'm tolerant <laughs> discussing this situation because I don't understand a lot of things and uh, no. I'm, I'm, I give my comments later. Okay, all right, <laughs> all fair. Okay, so we are here, as I said, from the Capital, the Capital FM studios in the centre of downtown Moscow. So strap yourselves in and get ready for the best hour of English language sports news in mainland Europe. Okay, we have a pretty darn good show for you lucky listeners. We have a great giveaway, a quiz. We have Ash Davies on the phone to tell her how the World Cup building build-up is going both for Russia and for two African nations. And running the rule over Nigeria and Senegal. Exactly. And we have a pretty excellent studio guest as well, all the way from Mexico, Francisco Martinez. He'll be on a bit later in the second part of the show. Uh, we have a roundup of all the English Premier League uh, matches and, of course, uh, last night's uh, English League Cup results. Uh, and we'll add in a bit of KHL as well and uh, probably some Marion Bartoli as well. Uh, well, get onto Marion soon, but first the KHL. In the Western Conference, CSK Moscow... Uh, edging closer to Ska, but the team from St. Pete's are still 12 points ahead of the team from the capital. Okay, so that's, that, that's quite good. Uh, and of course, that is the real capital. Yeah, right. <laughs> CSK are top of the Moscow clubs, Dinamo are down in sixth, Spartak hanging on to playoff, hopes in eighth, Vitez are 11th, just six points behind Spartak. Okay, that's, that's, uh, there's a bit of hope yet for them all and lots of games to go. And Oli, we have a game going on tonight in Moscow right now. Any score? Uh, yes, there's Dynamo and Boris and it's 1-1 at the moment. Oh, international ice hockey. That's Boris from Astana in Kazakhstan. Nice, okay. Oli's going to keep us updated there on that KHL score regarding our Dynamo Moscow. So, last night, Spartak, they were down 2-1 by Yaroslavl, uh, by Lokomotiv Yaroslavl. So, it 
it's a bit worrying for Spartak fans if they keep losing to Lokomotiv all the way through to winter and into March, especially in football. Nasty, very, very cruel. Well, <laughs> like last night, they won 3-1 against Traktor and Vitas beat Mitalurk 2-1. That's a good result against Magnitogorsk. Okay, Ilya Kovalchuk, he is in great form for Ska. He has 29 goals and 22 assists. And that is a very, very good thing for the Russian or well. The Olympic hockey team from Russia, as it'll be termed in the Olympics uh, in Pyeongchang next year. Uh, especially when his teammate, Opinska, Nikita Gusev, he is in excellent form as well. He's netted 16 and assisted on 30. There is one US forward who is on fire at the moment. He is uh, Neft Himix, Dan Sexton. He has scored nine goals and has 26 assists. Now, that guy, Dan, uh, he's from Minnesota. He won a bronze medal with the US team in the 2015 World. So you have to figure out he's going to South Korea. Impressive results. Tomorrow, CSKA are home to Mitalurk. It starts at 7.30 p.m. Tickets on the club site and at the venue. Vitas are also home, also starting at 7.30 p.m. Out in Podolsk and against Traktor. Oh, that's a good one there. <laughs> okay, so on Saturday, Dinamar are home to Ska and Siska. They have a derby game at home as well against Vitas. Uh, so both matches start at 5 p.m. And of course, you, as Ekaterina said, you can get the tickets at the door or at the gate and also on the club sites and on the khl.ru. Before you hear us, Again, there is the Dynamo CSK Derby at 7.30 on Monday. Oh, Christmas Day. Poor guys. <laughs> Having to work and not just chill out. Yeah, but you're working. Yeah, okay. I'm Me working. Too, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I always work as well, so it doesn't make a difference. Okay. Exactly. First, second, whatever. Thing. Exactly. 31st. It doesn't matter what day of the year. My birthday <laughs> yeah. just doesn't matter. Just we work. Okay. So we are... Uh, okay. So we're over to English football. Uh, and... The ice and snow has dried up a little bit there, or has uh, gone away. So last weekend saw wins for Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City, West Ham, Man United and Liverpool. Liverpool and Man City, they were really impressive. City, they walloped Spurs 4-1 at the Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi Arena. Well, it's not called that, but that's what I call it. And uh, Liverpool, they were absolutely stunning. I watched most of that match uh, in the 4-0 win in Bournemouth. Now, on Monday... Uh, two days ago uh, Everton they won 3-1 at home to Swansea and uh, so basically after the weekend the table has been pretty much, pretty much as we were City are way out ahead in first and 52 points United are second 11 points behind Chelsea 3 points further back in third place and Liverpool on 34 points in fourth place and Burnley out of the Champions League Exactly, yeah, that's a bit of a pity for them. Well, for now, for now, and well, probably always. But anyway, Arsenal, they are back in fourth. Again, yes. Yeah, sorry. Second wins in a row, you're nasty. I know. <laughs> Arsenal back there in fifth, of course, not fourth. I was getting mixed up. Burnley, they're a point behind them. Now, a few weeks, a weeks ago, we were remarking just how close it was at the top of the table uh, and sort of everyone bunched up behind City, um, or behind United, actually, in second place. But now it's beginning to break up. So just like the Grand National Horse Race, they all fly off, stay together for a jump or two, and then start to fall. Spur with that loss of the weekend they are out of the title race and face being caught by Leicester City who are only five points back in eighth place Everton they are just behind Leicester only a point less though they'll be banking on a good cup run to get into Europe on Friday at 10.45am Arsenal will hope to keep Egypt's Mosala quiet and step the Anfield tight stretching their lead over them big game Yes, it's a very, very, very big game. And uh, especially, if, you know, because everyone's going to watch, see how Mo Salah does. And also because, you know, Arsenal need to get a good run over Christmas to, to uh, you know, to get into the top two, top three. They won't win the league, but they need to sort of push on. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a big, big, tough one. And of course, on Saturday, Man City, they're going to look to keep their winning streak going or at least stretch their non-losing streak against Bournemouth. I don't see them losing, uh, but Bournemouth are not going to make it easy. They do try to play football, so it could be a draw, but mm, I'm kind of, I'll go for a home win. Uh, and then the matches come thick and fast over the Christmas holidays. And 
speaking of which again. Exactly, yeah. speaking of which Christmas holidays. So we are going to get a bit of Christmas cheer from director and producer and frequent Russian visitor who's on the phone all the way from London to tell us about Nigeria and Senegal and how the World Cup build-up is going from his point of view. Ash Davies, how are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. How are you doing, Alan? Very, very good. Listen, Ash, how's the weather over there in London at the moment? Uh, damp is how I'd describe it. Um, cold and damp. Um, oh. I think I preferred the snow in Moscow at the draw, to be oh. honest. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that's, we, we missed each other, but I mean, the, the, the snarl-ups in traffic, the snow were, it was just horrendous, actually, during the World Cup draw. Yeah, no, it was. It was. I mean, the the blizzard, as I as I described it to people here to try and get them to understand, it was. We're quite extreme, but I mean, I think I'd take it over the uh, cold weather we're having here at the moment, just because here it's wet, and at least it's picturesque when it snows. Well, um, but the draw the draw was good. Yeah, um, we couldn't complain. Everything went off according to plan. So, bad weather aside, it was fine. I mean, just just before I ask you the questions about the uh, the teams, um, how do you find it? Because you're, I say, a FIFA insider at this stage. So how how do you feel the build up is going in general? Oh, I think the build up's going fine. Um, it, everything's going according to plan. Um, there aren't any major issues. Uh, stadiums are being built. Stadiums are pretty much completed. Test events will be happening once the uh, weather improves. Um, after after the winter break, but yeah, everything's Great. going we'll we'll never know if seemingly going enough. very well as well. Well, that's good. That is good. So listen, uh, Ash, we're, you're on for a reason. Uh, so listen, tell us, uh, tell us about Nigeria. Who should we watch out for in the Nigerian team? Well, the Nigerian team. I mean, they. I mean, they're standing. You know, they're, they're captained by John Obi Mikel, who everybody should remember from 2014 and from his days playing at Chelsea. He'll be important to them. I mean. Again, youngsters in the team, Alex Awobi, uh, Acho, they, they'll be they'll be key to how well Nigeria do. I mean, uh, Moscow or Seska Moscow fans will remember Ahmed Musa. Now he hasn't necessarily been playing much at club level at the moment, but he's still part of the national team. So if he can replicate his performance in 2014, then they'll do pretty well at 2018. We- I do I do think though they won't probably get out of their group okay. only because. Their groups, their, I think all the teams in their group are, are pretty good. I mean, I know Argentina didn't have a great qualifying round, mm-hmm. but Iceland, Croatia, I mean, both of them had had very good qualifiers, uh, Iceland especially, and especially after the Euros last year. So, tough really. I guess it depends on how the first couple of games go. Yeah, so it does look, I mean, I think whenever I looked at that draw, they went, OK, it's going to be two out of Iceland, Croatia or Argentina. So, yeah, I think I think it, that's pretty much consensus. But hopefully they'll get a good run. Like, if they get a, you know, if they, if they don't lose their first game, at least that's a good start. Well, yeah, exactly. First game against Croatia in Kaliningrad um, will be key. If they, if they can get a result of that, and especially if they can get a win out of that, that'll set them up quite nicely. Um, but, I mean, again, it depends on Iceland-Argentina. Iceland... You know, upsets Argentina, and suddenly Argentina need to win both their games. Makes life harder exactly. for Nigeria to play them in the third game if they need anything from it. It's going to open the whole group up. Exactly, exactly. Okay, Ash, and what is Senegal like? Who are their danger players? Tell us something. Uh, well, I know so Senegal's danger players. I mean, the most obvious one will be Sadio Mane, um, Liverpool Sadio Mane. I mean, everybody will know him, uh, but he'll also be joined up front by. Uh, Musa So, who plays in, I believe, in Turkey at the moment, uh, they will be key 
to you know Senegal's performances. Their attack is probably their their, their strength. However, probably the, one of the key I wouldn't call him a player anymore. He's not. He's their coach, but key personnel in their team is Alouassisse, their coach. He was their captain in 2002. He's their coach now. So having having experienced Senegal at the World Cup firsthand, he'll know what the players are feeling and he'll be able to gauge what needs to be and what doesn't and sort of temper expectations. Um, I do think they can get out of their group as much as, you know, okay. it's got Poland and Colombia in it. I think they are playing well enough uh, that... If, especially if they get a good result against Poland in their first game, that they can actually get out of that group. And, That's a good and, one. Good yeah, and how do you think? Will both teams bring fans to Russia? Yeah, absolutely. I think you'd be, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised how many will actually make the trip. Um, I know, the, especially West African uh, students, there's quite a few of them at the universities in and around Russia. So the few that I've run into are all very excited to see their teams. And I do think there'll be quite a lot actually making the journey. Because let's face it, Senegal haven't been there since 2002, so their fans will be dying to go to the World Cup. And as much as Nigeria have qualified quite regularly, they always bring fans. They're always quite passionate. I mean, they played Argentina in Krasnodar recently, you know, and they there were fans there. And I think expectations and excitement from their fans will only grow closer to the tournament. Listen, that's, that, that, that is great news for us as well because I mean, we, this is something we, we will come back to again when you're back on with us uh, early in the year. So, Ash, uh, before we let you go, just a quick one. Uh, which game are you going to tune into on Boxing Day? Well, on Boxing Day, I heard you guys talking about it earlier. I'm actually going to tune in probably for Man United Burnley only Ooh. because Burnley have been playing so well this season. I want to see if they can actually maintain it. Great. Um, and why not? Both Northwest teams. So let's see. It's going to be a good Northern Derby. Listen, Ash, thank you so, so much. Thank um, you. A very happy Christmas and Happy New Year to you as well. You guys too. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Thanks, we'll Ash. Speak to you Thanks. in 2018. Thanks, Thank Ash. You. See you soon. Bye. Okay, Bye-bye. so before we go to a break, we have a very good, we have an excellent song to go to the break. Right, Ollie? Yes, we do. We, we have a super one. It's by a legend, a legend in his lifetime. Sadly, he, he was, um, well, he died far, far too young. Uh, the song is by Mr. Marvin Gaye. Uh, now, this is played around the world. It's uh, used in lots of movies, lots of TV shows like The Wire. It's been Summer of Sam. It's been in Paul, the, the comedy t- uh, movie. Um, it's also used by, just as Ash said, Burnley okay, and Leicester City and Burnley. They use it in their games playlists. It's a bit of fun. It'll get you grooving tonight. It'll get you a little bit warmed up for the, the long snowy night ahead or the long cold night ahead. So this is Marvin Gaye and Got to Give It Up. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Зажигательный танцевальный ночной дискоклуб «Ленинград» поздравляет всех с наступающим Новым годом и приглашает вас отметить новогоднюю корпоративную вечеринку в атмосфере праздника и веселья. Ленинград. Ресторан, караоке, дискоклуб. Ленинградский проспект, 24А, 18+. Новое предложение в Нева Тауэрс. Одном из самых известных комплексов Москвы. Теперь к потрясающим видам на столицу мы предлагаем отделку апартаментов, европейский дизайн и ведущие мировые бренды. Все будет готово для вашего комфорта. Только в декабре при покупке апартаментов отделка в подарок. Апартаменты в Нева Тауэрс с премиальной отделкой. Вот это подарок. Какой у них там номер? 499-300-0303. Проектная декларация и подробности акции на сайте nevatowers.ru Towers. Обновить свой интерьер и при этом остаться в плюсе? Боконцепт знает, как это сделать. Мы дарим каждому 25% к сумме заказа до конца декабря. Подробности в мебельных салонах Боконцепт или на боконцепт.ру Okay, we are back at the top of the second segment, and of course, we have to give away our quiz question to give away a very good prize brought to you in association uh, between Capital FM, Capital Sports, and Katie O'Shea's. But of course, there's four pubs you can choose from. There's two Katie O'Shea's, one on Prospect Mirror, one on Mokovaya, and then Paddy's, which is on Belarusky, and Silver's, which is on so, the question is the following. There are four teams in Russia's group. Russia, of course, is one of them. So, which is the one that we haven't named? So, Ali? Saudi Arabia, Uruguay. And which is the fourth team? So, get texting into us, get messaging into us on Viber. Send smoke signals, send a pigeon, whatever you want to do. But it's plus seven, nine, two, five, one, 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 one. pigeons. Yeah, pigeons. Can we eat them afterwards? Yeah, lovely. Okay, plus seven, nine, two, five, one, one, Everyone one, one. Everyone is hungry. Zero. Let me finish the phone <laughs> <No>. number. Stop. <laughs> Turn off your mic. Okay, plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. Ollie did just that. Ollie, you're a legend. You can turn it back on now. I have okay. all the buttons here. So. Ollie pushes all our buttons. That sounds really filthy, but anyway. Okay, so last night there was. Yeah, you both blush again, so not. I know. Me. I know. I made a joke and we both blush. So last night there was the English League Cup action on uh, Arsenal. They beat West Ham at home one nil at the Emirates. Uh, Man City they won four three on penalties against Leicester. City after a 1-1 draw after uh, full time and 30 minutes extra time tonight there are two very very good games on there is Chelsea playing Bournemouth and Bristol City playing Manchester United so for all Manchester United fans that's, that's going to good one that's kicking off tonight at 11 o'clock and the Chelsea game kicks off at uh, well 22.45 or fifth, a quarter to 11 okay so um Marion Bartoli, she has announced her comeback. Oh, okay, yeah. now we were talking about the IPC and doping and so on before this, but Marion Bartoli, she won Wimbledon. Then she, exactly. Forty days later, after forty-seven tries, mind you, she tried forty-seven times to win a Grand Slam that she won. I think it was the longest ever streak of taking part in a Grand Slam for a woman without winning, except for Jan Novotna, as far as I remember. Uh, she was forty or forty-five or something. Like that. So she won Wimbledon and then promptly retired. What's the story? Uh, well, we'll never know the exact story, but it's just like it was her goal. She achieved it and um, she worked so hard. You couldn't imagine because uh, we're almost the same age. She was born in 1984 and um, she's really, really hard worker. And uh, it's 
very weird story with um, her dad. They were working together like since she's she was a kid and like traveling together and doing everything together very weird exercises she was changing her technique every half a year which is like quite it's very strange unusual yeah, yeah when you're playing tennis and well, her dad's a strange guy anyway yeah, i mean i met him here in moscow to come to cup he's, yeah, he's weird, completely weird like uh, well really weird guy let's yeah. say like this and you never understand what is in his head he was changing serve like everything she played like both-handed forehand and backhand which is also very tough and to change technique was already very tough technique is even like she, she she overworked I think I mean she was always I mean she never looked in great shape she's always like small little kind of little no no she was like very uh, very she was, strong, she was fit yeah because uh, you, you couldn't imagine the exercises she was doing I couldn't explain it here because you have to watch it <laughs> because yeah. her dad was creating it I think like on the day <laughs> he was a doctor he originally was a doctor as far as I remember um, because I, I interviewed her at the Kremlin Cup here and so she told me that he was a he was a doctor and he retired just to coach her I th that's I that's and maybe I'm wrong but that's that's well that's probably what yes I, I, I honestly don't know his story uh, I just remember that um, since I was I think 12 or something I remember they always traveled together so what he was doing before um, I don't know and uh, then she was like really she she's quite intelligent girl yeah. she she's like uh, she loves to read which is very also unusual for tennis players let's say like this and for sportsmen uh, in general and um it's, it was nice to talk to her but she was always like in her very very small and uh, like narrow world mm -hmm. uh, filled with her like dad sometimes with mom and like with old tennis and she was like uh, very focused and working, 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 and she uh, she paid no attention that almost half of the like tour was like making jokes about the exercises and all the things. Oh, well, I saw yeah. it. I saw yeah. it. Yeah. I, she I, just, I she just yeah. didn't didn't pay attention. She she just didn't care. She was like whatever. So and finally she reached it. She was all. It seemed like she was under pressure all the time. Uh, from the dead probably and like everything even uh, French Federation they were always like always pushing yeah. yeah always pushing and didn't like her like let's say like this and uh, because the, her dad always had his own opinion they had always argues you know and all these things so um, she has really really tough um, relationship with French Federation and the, I understand probably when she won Wimbledon and she did like what she wanted, why she quit because then I've heard these stories because I used to play for the French club and I mentioned it already a lot of times. Uh, just after she quit, she started to live this like, woohoo, party, party life. life yeah. <laughs> like she, uh, and with her, um, let's say this Wimbledon championship win, all the doors in all French like great places were like wide open she was welcomed everywhere she started to change the boyfriends you know she started to enjoy her life she lost a lot of weight she she got some uh, I don't know problems uh, it was infection or something so she lost like a lot of kilos she looked like like she had anorexia yes. she was 30 30 kilos yeah stuff, and yeah. there were gossips that she uh, had it but then she I don't know what is truth, what is uh, not truth. Um, after some time, she 
she explained the story that she got some infection somewhere I don't remember so that's why she had this troubles with the, the weight and then yesterday yes for me it was a big surprise when I saw her on Instagram years of age yeah, no, no, on Instagram you know asking her fans to support her when because she's coming back in March of 2018 and uh, first match she is planning play in Miami exactly I mean of all the places I mean I mean it was strange because she she dumped her dad she was working with her dad all her life and then she dumped her dad went but to Novotna and then went to Moresmo yeah but it was an expecting story all the couples like dad uh, player mom player you know it's always finished with some scandal or something not because uh, like afterwards, everybody come back to peace and uh, course, everything. Yeah. But but first, so many years together, just fed up with uh, each other, and this is normal. Let's say of like course. this. I mean, it, it, it kind of was suspicious when she went to Moresmo because, of course, Moresmo is you know like kind of very well built and well known for like the different coaches she uses for fitness and that. That suddenly Moresmo just. She did trim down a bit, like she trimmed quite a bit when she before yeah, she went and she got very. She could run, run, run all day long, and um, then all of a sudden she disappeared. And the kind of the rumors were going around in, in yeah, the anti-doping. Yeah, but of course, it's everything uh, with these rumors in tennis. You know, when uh, every single top player got injured, then all the rest, like <laughs> all the tour, starts to make gossips and uh, rumors about. Disqualification or something like this. Yeah, a silent no, ban I mean, or something. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, when, when she, I remember if you, if you look at this, we'll never look, will know it. You know, we'll never know exactly because it, that's why it's called silent. That we'll never know. Um, you know, when when uh, last year, if you look on online at like Bartoli 2016, she lost so much weight, but she was really muscled. She was like just yeah, so yeah. She was like so she was fit. in amazing shape, but she looked terrible. She looked unhealthy. Like she looked unhealthy, but just really. Just like, I don't know, just unbelievable. But yeah, but it's the same. I mean, like, remember Djokovic when he was, like, making his best? He was also, like, he lost all his weight. He looked like he's, I don't know, I don't know, American psycho, you know, <laughs> honestly. Is that and, just, like, yeah. just like the guy, the cyclist, Chris Froome? Yeah, and he was winning, so like, 42 matches in a row, so... Exactly. So the the fit. I mean, Chris Room, of course. That's it was a strange thing that on um, this weekend he was outed for use of an inhaler and so on. So people were very very worried. And of course, he was actually the skinnier he got, the better he was cycling, which didn't seem to make sense because he less muscle, but he seemed to go faster and stronger. But it's the same. Nadal and everyone they lost a lot of weight in the last couple of years, like five. You know, yeah. they get slimmer. I don't know how to feel. And gets but, and yeah, fitter but, and stronger. Yeah, and stronger, just, I yeah. Don't know. I, let's leave that one there. Okay, so we're going to bring in... Yeah, just to make about guess. Yeah, let's make a guess because otherwise we, we'll get bogged down and we'll yeah, get exactly. into trouble. <laughs> so we'll get into trouble. We'll just leave it. No, so, listen, we are delighted to bring into our studio. We have a terrific guest. He's a great young journalist and an activist. He's also a, a sociologist. He's all the way from Moscow. Well, actually, Lossenstroyska, 40. Um, and he joined in on a panel show we had just a uh, couple of weeks ago and he was absolutely brilliant speaking of the World Cup and so on about volunteerism and his love for football and how positive football can be for society which we've discussed many times and which we've actually seen ourselves we've taken part in in say the, the charity Bet and Locomotive how we can football clubs can give back you know give back to the community so Francisco Martinez welcome to Capital Sports thank you Very so welcome. much Helen oh. thank you so much Brilliant. So listen, just quickly tell us, how did you end up in Moscow and why are you here? <clears throat> well, um, I'm a student in Mexico for the uh, undergraduate 
program. Um, the Autonomous Metropolitan University from Mexico has uh, an arrangement with Arajaseu, so I'm here as part of an exchange program. And uh, I chose Russia, or I submitted my papers to come to Russia, because it's not like you choose, you it's a draw. Like Russia chose you. Russia chose yeah. you. Yeah. 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 I was like, I didn't choose Russia. Russia chose me. Yeah. yeah. And, well, between the different countries, I could submit my papers, knowing that uh, Russia is going to have the World Cup. For me, it was like I need to go to Russia, and uh, uh, well, uh, I'm doing my diploma and my research on football as a social phenomenon. So. That's the main reason I'm here. <laughs> Good, nice one. Okay, so listen, uh, you said you, you you're a student of uh, UNAM. Wam. Uh, Wam. Okay, Wam. and their team is the Pumas. Is that correct? Mm, my university is Wam. Well, but I support and other universities. Well, hold on now, hold on so now. Why? Okay, so, Explain. Yeah, yeah. Why are you supporting another university team? I would never do uh, that because uh, my university has no team. Ah, that, oh, that's a good excuse. And my okay. father studied in UNAM, so that's my. So they're called the, the Pumas, the yeah, Pumas, yeah. okay? Uh, but they're a pretty good team. They're, they're a professional football team. They're yeah, not yeah. like just some amateur team. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, um, tell us about them. Like, I mean, what's like? Tell us something interesting about the tradition that they have. Well, for uh, like to speak about the Liga MX, the league in Mexico. It's uh, formed by 18 teams. Its uh, tournament is a semester league, uh, n not a year long. It's a semester, oh. and it every semester you include a knockout phase. The knockout phase is the most important thing for Mexican football fans because it's not who ends up first, it's who wins the knockout. The knockouts. Ah. That's the champion. Okay, so okay, uh, how many teams in the league again? 18. 18. So is it the top 8 playoff? Yeah, or the top, top eight, 8. So the top 8 playoff, they play like kind of, is it uh, two games against each other or just one game? Yeah, two game? games. Two games against the whole But at the beginning, away. is it like group competition? No, no. no. It just goes like 18 teams and yeah. then... Oh. And then you get uh, the big final. And, uh, f ex for example, a few days ago, one week ago, the final came out with uh, two, the first uh, regional final for, um, for teams of the northern uh, state of Mexico, that's Nuevo León. Uh -huh. You got Tigres and Monterrey, who share a city. And they've been uh, really important teams the last few years. And the historical four uh, Monsters of the league are Club America, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, as well as Club Deportivo Guadalajara. They have 12 tournaments. They are like the most winning teams in Mexico. Then you have in also in Mexico City. Uh, Club America is in Mexico City. Mm -hmm. Club, Club Guadalajara is in Guadalajara. And uh, on Mexico City you get Cruz Azul, and you get Pumas. Okay, so I mean, they're all pretty like good names. You got Tigers, Pumas, the whole lot. Like, I mean, that's pretty excellent. It's so, better than uh, American universities. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, American <laughs> universities still rule, still rule. Okay, <laughs> listen, we're going to go to a break really quick yeah, with sure. a song, and then we're going to come back uh, for more chat about Mexican football and also ask about ask Francisco how are Mexico going to do. And we're going to make, uh, you know, we're going to, I think we're going to make Katarina pronounce a few of those names like Guadalajara and so on. So the song we're going out <laughs> with uh, is this is a real rock song. It's been used in, well, FIFA 2000, uh, the, uh, the, the EA Sports football game it's in lots of movies it's all sports teams play it at some point or other and it's you know it's, it's just a great song you're going to really pump yourselves up it's Apollo for 40 and Stop the Rock 
Capital Sports with Alan Moore. last segment of tonight's show the number one English language radio sports show in mainland Europe so that quiz question again there are four teams in Russia's group Russia is one of them you also have Saudi Arabia and Uruguay what is the fourth team on plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three and on Viber 
hit us up let us know what is the right answer Ollie do we have any score updates there from the Dynamo game um well let me have a look very very good <laughs> so Dynamo and uh, Boris oh, it was Astana. Boris yes it's it's 1-2 now so Boris had sco- scored Ooh. another goal at the same time there is Nefti Himik and Akabars they are uh, playing and uh, Nefti Himik scored one, two goals as well Okay. Uh, and Sochi with Salavat Ulaev. And how many have Akbar scored? Uh, zero. Oh, okay, so it's 2-0. Okay. <laughs> and Sochi scored one against Salavat Ulaev. Okay, that's from yeah. Bashkor to San, of course. Salavat Ulaev. Okay, so we're back to Francisco Francisco. Um, okay, listen. For the next <laughs> did you just show. say Francisco Francisco? Francisco, <laughs> did I? Probably did. Francisco, yeah. Back to no, Francisco. <laughs> you can do Frank, you yeah. can do Paco. Paco, yeah. yeah, I saw that Paco. Okay, Paco's cool. Paco's Francisco. So. Okay. Paco is the juice, no? <laughs> juice, Paco. Paco. You said Paco. P A C O. Like, I'm going to hit you to Tasha for, for Alexander. Exactly. Back is for Francisco. So close to you again. <laughs> yes. Don't turn your back to me, lady. I'll tell you. Okay. So, uh, listen, the Confederation Cup, Mexico, they showed pretty well because Mexico mm-hmm. have this tradition of not really showing up in World Cups. Um, will it be diff- different this time around in uh, Russia? Well, uh, we all hope, right? <laughs> uh, the last years, uh, maybe the national team has had trouble consolida- consolidating an idea of football because uh, years pass and we got more and more national players in the major leagues, uh, let's say Premier League, La Liga, uh, uh, for example, on, on minor leagues like in the Netherlands, for example, the ne- right now uh, Irving Lozano is playing in PSV and uh, he's doing really good. But when you get uh, the national team to gather up, you get them three weeks before each tournament. So there is no way of making an idea of how to play. Yeah. But having so many players in European leagues right now, I mean, we all hope they they play a better a better game. But then again, there's Germany. Exactly. And Sweden. Yes. They are. Uh, it's a tough group. A very very tough, tough group. group. Yeah. Uh, who do you, who do you reckon if you're going to pick one of those teams that you're going to beat? Who would they be of the three teams? Like we are going to beat. Yeah. Who would you reckon would you have the best chances against? Korea. Korea. Okay. Uh, well, South Korea is quite a nice team. Yeah, yeah they're a good team as well. I mean, they came out of an Asian. They they qualify directly from yeah, Asia. Yeah, they so. get better and better. Yeah. Every single to- like championship. Because Mexico all, all, always frustrated me because like they had like uh, Jorge, Jorge uh, Campos and they had Hugo Sanchez and they had these amazing players that I grew up with and they were just these superstars. Well, Campos was in that crazy guy with like little small goalkeeper with like. Uh, crazy Fashionable. Yeah. exactly and he would like run at the field the ball and but he was a very good player and uh, Sanchez was just unbelievable Real Madrid he like goal scoring records left they right both and came out of Pumas they both came out of Pumas okay sure. so I mean I mean you've got these great players coming through so why is the talent so good in Mexico because I also saw well many people seen, have seen Gold the movie um, Gold the movie well, I mean that was, like, that was a bit terrible I know but there we go so I mean how come all these great players have come from Mexico what is it is it something in the water something in the air um, I think football in Mexico is uh, well it began on the first part of the 20th century uh, it's product of migration and it's product of the UK because it, football like in many parts of Latin America, it came with the British. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, the first uh, four teams in Mexico were the British club, cricket club, uh, 
Club Pachuca and Scottish Orizaba. So basically all these like migrant workers or expats, they form their teams and so on. Yeah. It is interesting because like uh, Zorro, you know Zorro? Oh, Zorro? Yeah. yeah, so the famous Mexican bandit who was oh, like yeah. fighting for good. Yeah, Zorro. Yeah, he was Irish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he was Irish, yeah. Many of the, many of the like... I you, don't you believe s- you. No, really, really, oh, Zorro. I think he's saying something Fox. Sorry but to tell you. Guys, like, rewind, excuse me. I'm no. telling you, I know these things. I mean, in Mexico, like, uh, you celebrate St. Patrick's Day because there was yes. a St. Patrick's Battalion. I mean, a lot of Irish who sort of uh, went, you know, were kind of like fighting for just as, like, say, Che Guevara's mom was Irish and so on. And you know, just, uh, the Irish kind of went everywhere. But, I mean, there's <laughs> lots of, like, you know, famous Irish people, like expats who joined the Mexican army in the revolution. They fought against Spain and... Napoleon, so I mean, yes, it's, uh, it, it's interesting because, uh, like, this is the first part. Then, uh, 30 years or 40 years later, you get the Second World War and you get a uh, Spanish uh, dict- dictator, Franco. Uh, so, Franco, yeah. a lot of people from Spain go to Mexico and uh, consolidate uh, new teams. Whoa, and then you get uh, during that same. Time, a period of time, you also get people from Argentina, you get people from Chile. So, uh, the style in Mexico has uh, so many different inputs, different uh, ways that uh, it was played uh, football in England and in other countries, and then you get it in Mexico, and it starts to change the way to play. Um, I do believe uh, we uh, it uh, also has something to do again uh, on the matches against USA mm-hmm. because USA it's all he, they are always going to have the money they are always going to have the infrastructure they have American football they have basketball but we have the round ball and uh, they've beaten us two or three times with this two uh, dos a zero mm-hmm. uh, they brag so much about but uh, at least for now the Mexican uh, football is a little bit better than USA and we must not uh, get used to saying we are good because we are better than USA because they are getting better by the day. Well, I mean, that, that is the thing, but I mean, there are difficulties. We, we spoke with Eric Stoffels here, who's a sport director with Lokomotiv, where he'd worked in Canada and in North America. And just said like, that the problem is like with the, the way that the structure is for youth football, that you have to pay a lot of money, whereas in Mexico it seems to be more from, not the streets, but it's more organic you know it's 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 kind of it's all different classes and maybe maybe i'm, I'm wrong on that just, just a, a quick one just on on uh you, you are doing of course your, your thesis on the kind of uh football as a social phenomenon so tell us a bit about the kind of sociology behind that like why is football important to society what can it do well um i would uh, like to mention two examples quickly uh for example there's, there's this phenomena called the um corinthian democracy uh, this uh, means, or this is a series of events that happened in Brazil in the last years of the military dictatorship. Uh, on year uh, 1982, you have Corinthians with a big debt, uh, $3 million debt, and they finished uh, almost last in the tournament. So the inner uh, management of the crew, club club changed and you get a sociologist as sport director his name was Adil, Adilson Monteiro mm-hmm. and he implemented a new scheme on this team where everybody was going to ta- be taken care and be taken in account for the decision if you were walking uh, working on taking care of the field the gardener the people from maintenance they all voted 
for the team, also the players. So this phenomenon was uh, they they call it's going to be a democracy. We're going to get out of this with democracy. Uh, Corinthians won two titles with this. Left uh, and when Adilson Monteiro left uh, his spot, he left the club with green numbers, not with red numbers. And at the end of this uh, great golden era for the Corinthians, the, the dictatorship ended. And the phenomena in the streets, the political uh, uprisings against the military dictatorship, it all had to do with something that started inside. Of well, a basically, the, field. Fo the football started a revolution, kind of like in in Croatia as well, where you know, with Dinamo Zagreb played Resar Belgrade, and then the yeah, exactly. Berger, and then the fight began on the pitch, basically, where they felt that the um, central Yugoslav police were being too hard on the the, the fans. So, just one quick uh, before we we go back to Francisco, just a, a, a quick update. We we'll look for an update on hockey and one from Ali. But uh, first, that question again. So, four teams in Russia's group: Russia, Uruguay, and Saudi Arabia. Who is the four team? Plus seven ninety five. One 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 zero five three. You're running out of time to enter for a two thousand ruble gift voucher to Katie O'Shea's. Okay, Ali. Score? Unfortunately, there is no update. The scores are still exactly the same as they were. Okay, so still two one to Akbar's or sorry, Barry's against uh, against Dinamo. Uh, that was two one. Yes, exactly. Excellent. Um, okay, so sorry, Kat. <laughs> back to our guest. So tell us your story. Uh, how does this uh, happen with the football? What is your first? Football memory and what does football mean to you, like in general? Well, um, uh, I'm going to take the opportunity to say hello, Dad. Um, <laughs> he's probably listening to me right now. And uh, football brings my family together. Uh, uh, for ex it's um, not much of an anecdote, but my dad, my mom, and me were three different people. We have three different uh, kinds of looking life, but football brings us together. And it's really beautiful because we get, uh, we can sit and watch a match and then pass the rest of the day together uh, talking about football. And it's really one of the biggest links we have. And uh, my first, or one of my first football memories, going inside of the stadium of my team, uh, it's made of volcanic stone. So it has these large tunnels. And then uh, I was holding my mother's hand and we go inside the stadium and in the stand in, at the other side of the court you get the ultras of the teams and it was so so loud and it was the first time we like my mom and I saw them live and it How was old were you? I was I think I was 12 what the first time I saw the ultras it was not the first time I went into the stadium but it was the first time I saw the ultras it was so so impressive like my mom just hold me so hard and I hold her back so hard and from that moment like even she learned the chance of the ultras yeah I was surprised to hear that your mom is like great fan of football, oh yeah, yeah she loves football <laughs> my, my dad also loves football but he likes to watch football and me and my mom we like to shout <laughs> ah, so okay. But that's but listen, that's that is good. I mean, that's it is that kind of like lovely thing that uh, I know, especially like say between I can just say like say between father and sons, that very often sport brings you together because you can actually it's the one thing you can actually talk about. You might just have a disagreement, but you can actually talk about it. So it is that little bit, you know, 
easier. So listen, this was the idea of sport. Exactly, to bring all, people together. About Olympic Games also. Exactly. But now all go to business. Exactly. Now it's all money and hatred. But uh, listen, just on to football for a moment. So um, so who should we look out for in the Mexican team next summer? Who do you reckon, like say, give us one already recognized star and someone who you think could be like a, a bright star for Mexico, for all of us? Well, I'm going to say just one name because he's an uprising star, but he's given uh, his head of uh, the goaling board right now in Eredivisie. Oh, in Holland. Irving yeah. Lozano who's playing for the PSV, uh, that's the guy, uh, like everybody needs to watch out. And also the connection he does with Jose Co uh, Corona, uh -huh. uh, he is uh, Jesus Corona, I'm sorry, uh, Tecatito is his, uh, certain, uh, his nickname. nickname yeah. uh, they are so fast, they're uh, wingmen, and they're scoring and scoring and scoring and so creative. Um, I think those are the two best players and they are young so okay well listen just uh, one, one quick thing just be, yeah, because we're, we're going to we're running out of time now but just before we even start to look towards our final song so we can groove out tonight um, questions actually won't groove out we'll be like chilling out tonight uh, so basically uh, your 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 website so mm -hmm. just give us the address of your website so we can have a little, little yeah you know, uh, I work in a uh, I collaborate in a website that's called Apuntes de Rabona uh, maybe you can help me uh, write it down okay, yeah well, well <laughs> say it, uh, the the letters in English for or the audience because maybe they don't speak Spanish uh, and it's dedicated to uh, football culture it's not uh, the traditional mainstream of mm -hmm. sports uh, we do uh, visual uh, video and audio content it's not only blogs uh, and we focus in many of the things that are not covered in in mainstream media about Good. football. Uh, for example, one of the best uh, videos uh, it treats about uh, it's it's about Pancho Villa's army. That's oh, yeah. the name for the followers of the national team that travel everywhere. Pancho Villa's army. Yeah, and it's a really good set of interviews about how this, uh, and it's also about community. How these. How they began. Uh, also, one of the producers uh, in the site had the opportunity to travel to South America during the last months and uh, got to know several uh, ultras and stands for, for example, Colo Colo. And ah, in Chile, yeah. yeah. Of course, and yeah, yeah. these interviews are so interesting too. Excellent, Wilson. That is a p u n t e s d e. Or a b o n a dot com. So apuntesdarabona. Okay, Francisco Martinez. Listen, you're enjoying. Moscow. Yes. Okay, you're enjoying Russia. So, uh, quick tip: Who's going to win the World Cup? If it's not Mexico, who will be? I know you did say last <laughs> la a couple of weeks ago it'll be Moscow, it'll be Russia, and Mexico in the final. So, uh, who do you reckon is going to win the World Cup? I don't know. Uh, it's obvious that Chile isn't, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hate them still because they won seven zero. Okay. Us, but I don't know. Maybe England can. That's my tip as well. Can, oh, can I, I go for England? Yeah, I think England are going to win it. Yeah. Yeah, England or Germany. England they, Germany. And also, all, all of us have to watch out of Spain. They gave okay. such a good elimination. We'll look for Spain. Okay, Francisco Martinez, thank you very, very thank much you. for coming us. Yeah, Katarina, thank you so much. Thank Especially you, that inside and Bartoli as well. That's really, it was really, really interesting. So, cool. Ali, thank you so much again. Thank tonight. you very much, everyone. Um, thank so, you. Uh, thank we you. are <laughs> going to play out with something really helpful because this will be the last music you'll hear from us this year. Next week, we're going to do a review of the year, a real good look back. But right now, we're and, going to play... And me. 
Yes, and <laughs> known by you for sure. Um, and we're going to play it with a superb song. This is one that Bill Clinton chose for his campaign that they played every time he comes back. This is one that just would inspire you, lift you up. It is Fleetwood Mac, Don't Stop. We'll see you here next, or you'll hear us next week. So Fleetwood Mac and Don't Stop. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Moskva, to je moje rádio. Capital FM Moskva, Elamia stazione radio.